Welcome to Live with Domery Podcast here at Domery Healthy and Fit, where we bring you amazing episodes every single week that will leave you inspired and always wanting to come back for more. You can look at the website, domeryhealthyandfit.org. Also, the, today's podcast is sponsored by domeryhealthyandfit.org, where you can find amazing books, coaching, websites, you name it. It's all right there at your fingertips. Today's special guest is LaToya Johnson. She is a multiple sclerosis warrior, advocate, and friend to all. She is going to talk to us today on how she decided to make her own company that gives back to warriors called MS Sense Candle Co. Stay tuned to hear her fabulous story. Great. So glad to see you and what a beautiful day. And when I earlier announced and then I started to choke my own saliva, um, you sent me some beautiful gifts, which we are going to be talking about in a little while. So I really want to introduce you first and foremost as a very strong, amazing woman and with the heart of gold and the way that you give back to your community. And it's not just a community, it's a massive community of the world of MS warriors. And I can't thank you enough for that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome and thank you as well because you do the same with, with, with our community. It's so massive. And there's enough to go around for everyone, but I think we're trying our hardest to make sure yes. it's to everyone. So thank you. You're so welcome, and thank you for um, being my guest today here at Live with Dom Marie. Um, we've been a little bit absent lately, but you know, I think everyone got through the holidays and through colds and things that kind of knocked us down and took us out but we're back up and running just like warriors do and here we are and i'm so excited that you are our special guest for this month so i have to have you back next month yes next month um we have a lot of things going that i'll share with your guests um a little bit later about um MS Awareness Month and what I plan on doing with my candle line. So that's going to be exciting. I look forward to next month. It's going to be a busy month, I'll say. It's always a busy month for all of us. So let's um, let the entire um, crew know and everyone listening to the podcast on Apple and Spotify that you are a warrior survivor patient of multiple sclerosis, which is a disease of the brain and the central nervous system. And it looks different on every single one of us. And the reason why we say that is because it's in our brain and our spinal cord and all you see is this and you cannot feel the internal pain. So let's go back in time and tell us your story from what you were doing and what happened to you along the way? Yeah, so it was 2018. I would say 2018 was a rough year for me. Um, I worked full time for the federal government. And in 2018, I had to go on what they call a detail. So I spent 120 days away from my home. I live in Baltimore, Maryland. 
Um, but I went to Atlanta, Georgia to work for four months. Um, and I will say that it was a stressful experience. And while I was there on my detail, I actually had a week left. I would literally take my work home with me. Um, I'm naturally a workaholic, so that wasn't anything new, but I was in a new environment doing different work. And one morning I woke up and I couldn't feel the left side of my face. And I'll say like days before that, like my gums, I, I was like thinking I needed like a root canal. Like I was having pain in my mouth and in my teeth and popping in my ear. And I was just like, this is weird. Did you also have the pins and needles like where you're like, I can't feel my face? Like when they shoot us up with Novocaine? Yep. That happened to me when I woke up finally. My face was completely numb, my arm was numb, and at first I'm like, am I having a stroke? Like, what is happening? It was my left side, and I was like, I called my mom, and I was smacking myself in the face, and I'm like, I literally can't feel my, my left side of my face. And I went to the ER, and um, I spent a lot of time in the ER. It was a busy day in the hospital, but when the physician assistant came to see me, um, he walked right in and he said, you're having problems with your autoimmune disease. And I was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm really familiar with autoimmune diseases. He's like, so we did get your blood work. We're not going to CT scan you. We're not going to x-ray you. But we'd like to MRI you, um, especially your brain. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, first can I say that's a really good doctor? Yes, it is. It, it really is because I've heard no other experiences like that. No people feel like they're crazy when they go describing what they're going through in their head to doctors. But I don't know what it was with him. He knew that um, I was having autoimmune-related issues. And after the MRI, I think a day later, I got the results on my phone and it suggested multiple sclerosis. And I'm like Googling, like, what is this? And I, at that point, um, that was August of 2018, I was extremely scared. But what he did was he told me, we'll give you steroids, um, go home, find a neurologist. And it took me about... I'll say I didn't find a neurologist. I found an ALS specialist because for some reason that year, the neurologists were booked up until about February. And I was like, I can't go this long to wait until um, I, I, I need to see someone. So I found an ALS specialist who worked in a um, office with a neurologist. And she took me up until diagnosis in November, and she handed me off to now my neurologist, and he's great. Um, I will say I've heard horror stories in terms of being diagnosed and finding a neurologist, and I didn't experience that. I just was so lucky to have in that moment a good uh, doctor in the ER, and then I found a good specialist that um, helped me out, helped me get diagnosed. May I ask where that ER was and, um, yeah, it's, the, um, it's called Grady. Grady. Uh, okay. Uh-huh, in Atlanta. And, um, that's, I think that's all I can remember. I, I literally still have the paperwork and the screenshot of the initial MRI. It's like, for me, it's something I can't really let go 
um, of if that if that makes any kind of sense. No, it's a it's it's a devastating moment in your life, and you're scared, and you don't know what's happening to you, and so for you to hold on to that screenshot is a remembrance of a day that you had no idea what was happening to you, but it's also a, I, I'm not, I don't want to speak for you, but from, from experiences that I've had on my own and other warriors, it's a remembrance of, it's not going to take me down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely agree with that because there are times when I go back to that screenshot and other photographs I have of myself after my diagnosis because I literally came home um, from Atlanta and a week later I had a flare up. I mean, my MS was was showing me in that moment that it was active. So I had two flare ups before I officially got diagnosed. Um, that one in August, they called it TN, um, which a lot of people go through um, and have when they have multiple sclerosis. I've had issues with vertigo. I've had the heavy legs where you literally cannot get out of bed. Um, fatigue, everything I've gone through, just about everything. And my current symptom that happens like 24-7 all day long is pins and needles in my legs. So my legs are always tingling and I'm used to it now. <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. like, all right, you're here today. Welcome. It's a new day. We're going to, we're going to make the best out of this. That is what I say to myself. We, well, you know, there is no other choice. And when you choose not to make the best out of your life, things just start to crumble around you and you can't stay on that positive path of moving forward. And, um, you know, I have to say, you know, multiple sclerosis is a very depressing disease and it attacks us just like a phantom. Like you cannot see it. Nobody can it, see it happening to you other than when we fall or we have drop leg or our speech or my or our face like I have the right side of my face is always like dropping on me if I'm having a really bad attack and then I can't speak and then my whole face goes sideways and then I'm constantly uh, it's always on my right and my right leg is like just dragging a piece of cement over a million pounds and it's everything I have to think positively to pick that cement up and to get it moving and that it's quite difficult for all of us because we all have the same disease whether it's re relapsing remitting MS or secondary progressive or the extreme progressive to the wheelchair where we've lost everything um and a lot of us have fought back and a lot of us have come back. I mean, I've seen that wheelchair more times than I want to. And, um, but it, let me explain to people also that are, don't know the disease. We also refer to it as the snowflake disease because our brains kind of look like we've been snowed upon and they're all different shapes and sizes. So as you got diagnosed, um, Latoya, um, when you saw that first image, what were you thinking when you saw that white scar in your brain? I had 
no clue of what it was, I will say. Um, so they did do a scan of my MRI, mm-hmm. um, and I got the results right then and there in Atlanta. Um, the next day, I had three active lesions, and I'm Googling lesions, of course. Um, but then when I got with my ALS specialist in the, the beginning of November, my three active lesions went to six. So that to her was a telltale sign of how active my MS was in that moment. Um, but when I got with my neurologist, he showed me, he said, you have these white active lesions, but you also have multiple black holes. And he described what the black holes was. And he said, this this to me indicates that you've had MS for a long time. And I feel like in that moment, it was like that flashback. I went back to high school where I had falls and where I had numbness and tingling in my legs. And one time I broke out in like this crazy itching and I couldn't stop scratching for hours and hours. And it was first all on one side and then it graduated to the other side. And I remember then going to the ER and the, the doctor said, you know, you're a teenager you have anxiety, that's all it is, you're having a panic attack, um, but I'll, I'll say it's funny, in 2019, I went to the doctor because I was having numbness and tingling in my leg, and he said, oh, you have a pinched nerve, and I, like, leading up to it, I didn't know that it was MS, but now when I talk to other people, the pinched nerve, a lot of people say, um, yeah, they, they They're like, it's your sciatica. It's just sciatica nerve. Well, guess what? That happened to me too. And I kept falling and they kept blaming it on a sciatica nerve. It was not the sciatica nerve. It was MS. And that was in my 20s and 30s. And I kept saying, well, why does it keep happening? So, yeah, we it gets blamed. MS is a disease that gets blamed for every other thing that it is not. Yeah. And it's funny because I always, I used to tell people like, like I would go to the hospital a lot because I would just have these random things happening to me and it was hard to describe to the doctor and people would be like, you're just like a hypochondriac, like you like to go to the hospital. And I'm like, no, it's, I'm really experiencing these symptoms. So looking back, it all makes sense. Um, Some of the things I experienced in my teens and in my twenties, I was actually 32 when I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. So um, when I met my neurologist, he told me, you know, for your age and, um, you know, your history, this is normally around the time where women start to notice their MS flare and get diagnosed. So it, he said it was pretty common um, that, you know, a woman my age would be experiencing what I experienced. Which is... It- you know, yes, it's very true. That is usually around the age. But in reality, it starts sooner. It starts around 19 and 20 years old. And we're dismissed. And we're made to believe that we're crazy. And that's not good. And But the thing that I have seen over the years since my diagnosis in 2012, when I was completely paralyzed down and out, couldn't move, couldn't speak, nothing, couldn't even get up out of bed. It was horrible. Um, until then, I was put on Prozac, Xanax, Zoloft, you name it, and I was constantly being told there's nothing wrong with you. 
like I'm just seeking attention and I'm like, okay, well, now I'm physically, I cannot move. Like you can poke a needle in my arm and I'm not going to move. So the thing that stresses me and the reason why I became um, my advocacy, like your advocacy that we're going to talk about is people need to hear more stories. People need to hear these interviews with warriors around the world, not just with MS, with lupus, with fibromyalgia, with cancer and heart disease and all of the symptoms that we experience. Our brain is telling us something is wrong. We can't just be dismissed within five minutes of walking into a doctor's office. Right. That's right. We should we shouldn't. And um to have your concerns heard as a patient, I think is very important. And my heart goes out to those that were constantly turned away when they would bring their issues and concerns to doctors um and i hear about it and it's so heartbreaking um and i i I literally say to myself i'm kind of blessed in that moment that i ran into that doctor at that hospital on that day because i could have been like many others that Mm -hmm. was just turned away there and was like you know it's this it's that you were blessed on a day that tragedy hit you with the with the with the written words and the images of the disease but you had a doctor that was like snap on it i mean i wish every hospital i wish every clinic everyone throughout the world had a neurologist or someone that is trained for autoimmune Mm -hmm. because i really think that what if we get it soon enough and we get the attention and diagnosis soon enough, we can actually prolong how bad the disease becomes and how bad what we call our craters, our permanent black holes, like Looney Tunes, all of a sudden a black hole just shows up, you know, and it's like, whoa, okay, you know, those, what's happening? If we could get that education today, through really getting young doctors to go into that field. And it doesn't necessarily have to be um, a neurologist, like you said. It could be a doctor of just autoimmunity, a doctor of, you know, ALS, a doctor of so many other things. But I don't like the five minutes. How how do you feel about that? I don't like waiting an hour and sitting down and I get five minutes of the time. That's right. I, I think we deserve more than five minutes. I think sometimes in that five minutes, um, as patients, we suppress some of those other things that we, we plant to go and show up and talk about because the doctor's in with you for a few minutes and he's out on to the next patient. Mm-hmm. So I that's one of the really important things um, when you're finding your MS specialist or your neurologist, someone that you're comfortable with. Um, I find it hard to have someone that would prescribe me drugs if I'm not comfortable with them as a patient. So I tell people that all the time, if you're not comfortable with your neurologist, 
Find another one. Find someone that allows you to be heard as a patient and shows a genuine concern for your well-being. Exactly. Absolutely. One thousand percent. Because I went through four neurologists before I found Dr. Chowen. And she literally sat with us for almost two hours and sat there and listened from my beginning memories of far back to high school to where I was to that, you know, two weeks after and still using a walker and not being able to move and walk and being told I had MS. I didn't even know what MS was like you. And then we start to do the research and it's doom and gloom. It's scary as hell. It is. It is. The first thing I saw was wheelchairs and walking canes and walkers. And I'm like, this will be me one day. And from seeing that and experiencing how my body was feeling, I then spiraled. I just went into a deep, dark place. I was unhappy with myself. I, I asked the question, why me? Why, why do I have this? I don't even understand what it was. There was times I had like people that wanted to talk to me about it. I didn't want to talk about it. Like, just let me deal with it. And mm-hmm. from that and having constant flare-ups and steroid infusions, I, I, I picked up maybe 60 to 80 pounds in a really short amount of time. And I just wanted to stay home. I didn't want to go out with friends or family. I literally went in the bathroom one day and just chopped all my hair off. And I didn't even know in that moment that I allowed what I was dealing with to depress me in a state that I wasn't myself. I didn't notice I wasn't myself. I looked around my house and my house was a mess. And I, I like to keep a clean house. And one day a commercial came on and said, are you depressed? And I'm like, am I depressed? Has, ha, have I let this break me down this bad? And I'm like eight or nine months into a, a constant depression um, and it took that commercial for me to one day go to my neurologist and say, you know, I I, I can't run from this because I've, I also ghosted my neurologist in that moment. He would call me over and over to say, hey, you didn't decide on any medication. We know you were in a flare the last time you were here. What's going on? And I would only check the messages, honestly, Don, because I'm like, he's calling to tell me they have it wrong and I don't have the mess. So when I would hear the message, I would just be like, this isn't what I want to hear. So I allow I allow MS to change who I am naturally as a person. Naturally, I'm charismatic. I'm happy. I'm optimistic about everything. Mm-hmm. And when I was diagnosed with MS and in that moment, I, I, I didn't want any parts of who I was. Um, I understand you. One, uh, beyond a trillion percent of the stars, because I lived over you know, 20 some odd years with the disease of being depressed, trying to hide it, trying to get through a day and raise children, trying to be a corporate woman, trying to be the best mother, the best wife, the best friend and doing everything. But inside I was being ripped apart and I had no idea what was going on with me. And I thought of suicide every single day. I thought, no one's giving me answers. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. And there's no one that can relate to me. I don't know what's wrong. And, you know, then you get stuck in the trap of medication. Yeah. I got stuck in the trap. 
and it was I was either taking Xanax, Zoloft, I mean, you name it. If it was out there, my normal doctor, my, the one that you go to for just the physical, was like, Dahmer, you're just stressed. Let's try this medication. It was never any of that. It was multiple sclerosis. And that's where all of your life got turned around. My life got turned around. Yours, I was already there and beyond that I just wanted an answer. And once I got the answer, I was like two years it took me to figure out food, flares, why does it happen? What am I doing wrong? Why, why? why right and then then you have to come to the conclusion of okay well I now know the why so what am I going to do now absolutely that's how I was that after about eight or nine months and and when I first went um that first day my neurologist he gave me all this documentation these are your um pill forms, here's your injectables, here are your infusions. I want you to take all the booklets, read through them. Um, and he gave me like the stats for some of his favorite, but he's like, I want you to come back in a couple weeks and you know, let's talk about mm -hmm. this. Let's through and see what you like. And I didn't like any of them. I mean, the, the side effects for all of them was what <laughs> scared me more than anything. But at the time, I chose Copaxone, and I had never injected myself. And when I had did it the first few times, I was like, I'm not doing this. This is painful. But then in that moment, I, I just allowed myself to be so negative. I'm like, I'm not taking my medicine, and I'm not going to my doctor. And I did that for nine straight months. And I ended up in the hospital in April because I was having another flare done, and I had to call my doctor, and I had to start taking my medicine. And I spent four days in the hospital. Um, and after that, I was like, I have to change. And I prayed about it and I talked to people about it. And then I just started doing what I like to do. I like to read, I like to research. So I started finding books. I started Googling everything. And I read The Walls Protocol. That was the first book I Me read. Me too. That was my first book. I read it three times since, but I, that was the first book I read, and I went to my neurologist, and I'm like, would it help if I changed my diet? And he was like, absolutely. He's like, you know, it's not a, a, a end-all, you know, your diet's going to change it, but he's like, your body will feel better. And I went through different diets, cutting out different things, mm -hmm. carb, no sugar, no dairy, no process. Sometimes I would do no meat. And within that time, I lost about 80 pounds. But in my body, I felt really good. I, the best I've ever felt. It was like a, I drank a youth rejuvenation drink. And I was a whole new person. Um, and then I would start to walk. Because that was the other thing I promised myself. When I first saw what MS can do, I said every day I have the ability to get up and walk, I will walk. I will walk for those that can't walk. I will walk for myself. And walking went from 20 minutes to 30 minutes to 5 miles to 6 miles to hiking in parks with my son. I mean, you name it, we were doing it because every day I could wake up and I felt strong enough in my legs mm -hmm. to walk, I was going to walk. And that is exactly what will keep the disease in its place. 
because walking leads to serotonin and being outside and getting vitamin D leads to serotonin and everything that you do moving your body and being positive and surrounding yourself with people that actually know what's going on with you that you can relate to which is why our community is so incredibly amazing and also being able to just move our body at yeah. that point in time is valuable to us so valuable and but it's also a mindset it's it, it is a huge and powerful mindset that we have to stay focused on every day the minute we start to think doom and gloom that beast is coming out and it's gonna start to attack us and it's gonna bring us down and you know that beast came after me in january i got covid and it, uh, just the pain from just the COVID alone was like razor blades and I became paralyzed again. I lost my voice. I couldn't see out of my right eye. I had to use my walker. My right leg was just that drop leg again. But I was like, how am I going to get through this? And for, you know, the entire month of January, mostly I was depressed and I'm like, wake up. This is not you. You're allowing this beast to take you down with COVID in your system. So yeah. it's it's a constant reminder of get up in the morning and say, good morning, I love you to yourself. And, you know, good morning, I love you to your pet or whatever you have in your home. But the reinforcement of the brain and the, the magic and the spark that it has and how our brain is working is like a machine. It's like a car engine to a race car, you know, ready, set, go, and boom. Well, ready, set, go in the morning for everybody in the world, I truly believe, not just people that are ill, is good morning, I love you, and good morning, we're gonna have a great day. Because if you started off with that spark, like turning the key to your engine and driving off when, into the sunset or whatever it may be, that thought process in your mind will get you to the next steps throughout those days. That's right. I tell everyone, if you change your mindset, you do not know the power that changing your mindset can possess over your life. And when I changed my mindset, I really felt like a new person. You couldn't tell me that I only had MS for maybe, I think at that point it was like 18 months. I felt like I had it together. I felt like I wanted to be a part of this community. Not only did I want to show up for myself in that moment, I wanted to show up for the community. I wanted to meet people with MS. I, I wanted to talk to people. I wanted to do whatever I could to show others that, you know, we live with MS. Um, sometimes it cripples us. Sometimes it stops us from doing some of the things that we love. But in the instances where it doesn't, we don't have to let it keep us in the bed or keep us down. All we have to do is change our mindset, have a little hope and positivity. Mm -hmm. and so many things can change. I, I learned to cook. I was never a cook. I was never a cook. But 
I'm the worst cook. I burn almost everything. <laughs> Dawn, I was so focused on my diet. I was cooking things that I never cooked. I was buying, I was going to the produce market because of the walls protocol and buying different vegetables that I never ate. And I would burn them up too. I <laughs> I have one of those too. That thing's amazing. Yes. So you learned to cook and you like were excited. You went to the grocery store. You got all the food that you wanted and you're cooking and you're, you're, you're smelling and you're getting all those senses moving in the brain to put the phantom away, to put the MS monster away. Yep, and you know what? Within that diet, and, and I read it in the Walls Protocol, as I would eliminate things, I would see certain things with my MS slow up. And then when I would go back and eat it, like especially dairy, I'd go back and eat it. Um, it would inflame my gut, and my gut would have issues, and then I'd be numb and tingle days later because I've, I've had milk or I've had ice cream. So it got to the point where... I knew I had to mentally be stronger than what I was going through to say, okay, this is what I, this is how I used to eat. This is not how I eat now because of my MS. Mm -hmm. So I think I am more thankful for that than anything because when I let that beast control me and when I was depressed, I didn't care what I ate. I didn't care about my health. I didn't. You know, maybe I'd go see my um, primary care doctor every year. Maybe I wouldn't because I thought I was okay. You couldn't tell me I wasn't unhealthy. I woke up every day. But I, I actually had a whole outlook on my health and what I had to do for me. Yes. And, that's, and, and I love that you just admitted that you had those moments of the depression and the, I don't give a crap, I'm gonna eat it anyways, but it puts us even worse into that hole and then we gotta climb back up that mountain slowly, but we can get there and you've gotten there and I've gotten there and so many warriors in the world have gotten there and it's all about us picking each other up and moving forward and you know, I spent over two years hunting for multiple sclerosis warriors on Instagram. And I got to say this tool that we get to use for free is the most valuable tool in the world right now because you're all the way in Atlanta, Georgia, right? I'm, I'm in California. Or you could be in, you know, England or Paris or wherever. Because the disease isn't just here in the United States. It's global. global. It's We're global. Alive. And we all need to be able to feel that we have someone to go to and to talk to and create a bond of keeping everybody together. And when you're down, picking each other up. Or if you don't see a post for a while, something's wrong. What's going on? And, you know, yes, our lives get busy and yes, we have a business to run or take care of our children and things like that. But when you start to notice, I haven't seen anything, what's happening? We are, most of us are always usually there trying to figure out who is able to help us. That is right. I agree with that. I think, I, and, and it's 
it's wild to me that MS is, is our common denominator. It brings us together regardless of our sex, regardless of our race, regardless of where we live. We have something in common that we can talk about. And while our MS may be completely different, so many of the stories are similar. I've talked to so many people and I'm like, I can relate to that. They have no right? I understand what you're saying. So I think that's what's the most powerful about this community is that we may not know each other from a can of paint, but as soon as we know that we're related because of our MS, we have so much to talk about now. I have so many brothers and sisters in the world. Uh, it's like I could have been an only child and been the richest person in the world because of the, the community that we have built through a device of sharing our stories. It's just you know, absolutely um, incredible, and thank you, Instagram. Thank you. Um, thank you. I'll say I, I was going to an event um, this past November, and I ran into my neighbor, and I run into her often with her dog, but we don't know each other. And she's like, "Oh, are you moving? What are you doing with all this stuff?" And I'm like, "No, I sell candles um, for a cause because I have multiple sclerosis." When I said that, Dawn, she said, "Do you know I've had multiple sclerosis for 17 years?" This is the person who lives across across from me. Never and you knew. never knew. And we never knew. Because uh, let me let let's take that moment right there, that moment in time. Share. Thank you for sharing that because. In the world that I grew up in, in my early days of a young child going into teenage years and having, you know, once you're done with school and you pay for everything and no one's going to work your way through it, you got to get your ass up and get job done, right? We're told to suck it up and just deal with it. Well, that's why we weren't talking. Yeah. And that's your neighbor across the street. You yeah. saw each other every day, but you had no idea she has MS. And now you guys are probably closer than ever. Yeah, we talk all the time. We laugh because it's like, oh, we have so much, so many steps to walk up and we both have MS. Isn't that, how ironic is that? Like, why would we live here? And we have to walk up all of these steps to get to our home and we both have MS. It definitely was something that bonded us and had in that moment, we hadn't stopped to chat about that. She would have never known and she's lived with it for 17 years. So wow. Well, let's chat about what you're chatting about with your neighbor before you got to share the news. So I got this amazing package. And for those of you that are wondering, why is it orange? Orange is the national color for multiple sclerosis so underneath here are these gorgeous beautiful and I love your packaging it's so pretty MS sense and I've got one burning now the first one you sent to me and I light it with a beautiful intention every day when I come up into my office and as I'm lighting it I just say please give me the strength to get through the day and I love you, Domery, and we're gonna do as much as we can throughout today. I don't That's say tomorrow, I just say throughout today. We and have to set those intentions, they're important. Um, whether it's morning or night, when you set that intention, it, it comes back. 
<laughs> Look at that. Look at how gorgeous this is. So, right there. Can you guys read that? It's candles for a cause. And when you look, pull it out, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's gorgeous. The packaging, everything about this is gorgeous. This one's my cinnamon and apple. <gasps> oh, I wish Instagram is going to be like Disneyland one day and you can just smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's amazing. And I love the wick. So how about you tell us about why you started making candles and how it became this incredible giving back to a disease that needs much more awareness. Yeah, so um, I love candles. I've always loved candles. I love to smell good. I love to have the house smell beautiful when you come in. Um, in 2016, I bought my first candle making kit and I made a few candles and I was all right. The idea was that I'd make candles for myself so I would spend less in Bath and Body Works, if I'm being honest. I'm like, I'll just make them for myself. <laughs> Over years, though, I will say in the beginning, I was not great at it. Um, and I would make them here and there. And when COVID hit um, in 2020, I had been diagnosed with MS for two years, and I knew that I wanted to find a way to advocate and help support others living with MS. Um, and I didn't know how I was going to do that, but when the pandemic hit and we're in the house, I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll pick up, I'll pick back up my candle making. And as I pick back up my candle making, I would blend scents to make me feel good, aromatherapy scents. So my first scent that I blended was Uplift, and I would work, because I told you guys I work full-time, um, so I would work, and I would have a rough day, and I took lemon, and I took peppermint, and I took eucalyptus, and I blended it up together, and I would burn that candle while I would work, and the feeling that I got from smelling Uplift all day long, I was happy. I was uplifted. My mood was positive, regardless of how hectic my workday is, because it gets really hectic. I felt great. And the light bulb came on me, and it was like, if these candles make me feel like this, imagine how they will make others feel, especially others living with MS, people that take care of people living with MS. And in that moment, because I think it was maybe right before the pandemic, I was in the infusion um, center in Solimedrol for steroids for flare-up. I met someone who told me that the Multiple Sclerosis Foundation provided grants, mm -hmm. um, transportation for technology, and that's in that moment it hit me. I was like, I have to donate 10% of all of my sales, not just one candle, but Every month, 10% of what I need has to go to the MS Foundation to help them help others living with MS. Thank you for that. That it, It's a beautiful gift. Not only is it something that we all love, everyone loves a scent. It's a memory. It's a place and a point of time. And it's so magical that you actually created all of these beautiful scents. 
and that you made it in MS sense and you're giving back to multiple sclerosis to help find a cure for MS. And not only that, the packaging is beautiful. The delivery of your packaging is incredible. It comes straight to your front door with the beautiful wrapping of the orange, which is our national color. And when you, oh, if you have MS Sense Candle Co. And when you open it up, it sends you another message of love. You've got a heart tear, candles for a cause. I mean, you thought of everything. And And I said, I want to do this. I want to do that. But I'm, I don't want to do anything where it's not branded around MS. March is MS Awareness Month. I have a candle coming out just for MS Awareness Month. Aww. And up to my followers to bring different awareness to MS. I tell you guys, I, I work full time. Some days in my body, I just don't feel good. Um. But I show up every day, not just for myself, but for you, because I get orders, I get um, DMs from people that I don't know that's asking me questions about MS. I get emails. So I have committed myself to not only being a warrior, but being a warrior and advocating for the disease because I know how important it is. Um, and honestly, if I'm blessed, I just want to share my blessings with others because I know, you know, some people don't have the copay to see the neurologist. And maybe that's the reason why they don't go or they don't have a way to get to the neurologist or they need a new walking aid. Um, the last few months, I've been making my donation out to the assistive technology. People need that. And if you don't know, um, you know, we, we ignore it if we don't know. But now that I know that just my 10% can help someone, I met someone at an event, and she said, the MS, uh, MS Foundation helped me buy a bike with three wheels because I wanted to bike. I, I was nearly in tears because I'm like, okay, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it is a lot because it helps them continue their mission of helping us live better with MS. And that's essentially what I decided to do. I decided to not let MS break me, but to find ways to live better, to diet, to exercise, to take my disease modifying therapy, even when I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Anything that I can do to just help myself and the quality, improve the quality of my life is what I've, I'm showing up for every day and I'm dedicating myself to. And, and we all praise you and thank you and love you for all of that because not only are you doing it, you're doing it in your home. And it, it's, I mean, one, you had to design the, the vase for the candle. And this is not a cheap vase. This is a very heavy, hearty vase that this candle is. It, oh, my God. Oh, this one's pumpkin, pumpkin spice salt. What is it? Uh, soul. I can't read without my glasses. Help me hey, out. Glasses on. That's the pumpkin souffle. That's mm. what it is. Oh. So 
I will say within my branding, I try to offer um, that is one of the higher end um, candles because it comes with a lid and it's in a glass jar. But I do um, add some candles that I have in tins and they uh, retail a little bit cheaper. This is something new that's coming out also. Um, some have wooden wicks and they burn and crackle. So this is a wooden wick candle. This candle is called Cure MS. I'm going to have to get some of those. They haven't launched yet on the website. I plan to have them up by Friday. But then I also have the 4MS bundle. That is a bundle of um, my favorite aromatherapy scents. Mm -hmm. I have Shut Eye. Shut Eye is beautiful it's lavender it's sandalwood it is your candle that you light as you're taking your bath as you're applying your face mask as you're maybe watching a football game whatever you're doing it's going to get you ready for bed and then i have uplift which uplifts you i have chill pill that's my relaxed candle <laughs> i like that name chill pill <laughs> Everybody needs a chill pill, right? Um, and I've gotten so many compliments on chill pill and just the ginger. It is infused with natural essential oils. Mm -hmm. So when you burn them, they come out and they do everything that they're supposed to do. So that makes me feel really good to um, have that four, four candle bundle for $25. People love it. It's my best seller. Um, and it comes packaged beautifully, just like Dawn um, just showed. So. Yeah, they're gorgeous. They're absolutely gorgeous. And to be honest, I almost, once it's gone, you don't want to throw this away. You can you, you can use it for flowers or plant it. Uh, you know, get a little plant of, I don't know, spices maybe for your kitchen. It could be used for anything. And as you keep it you remember why you bought it because it is ms sense and it gives back to multiple sclerosis foundation and it gives back to the foundation because the foundation helps all of us that are not able to have the money to choose from the medication or a walker or to be able to even therapist you know, I mean, I, I have a therapist. I still talk to my therapist. And um, it's just, we all need a little extra boost. And what you're doing and giving back is absolutely incredible and amazing. And you turned your disease. Candles. Everybody loves candles. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up, MS? He loves, oh, you love candles too. Listen to that girly side of you. <laughs> Oh my I gosh. All kinds of scents. I make earthy scents and woodsy. I have some masculine scents. What I'm working on currently is just um, so my one year anniversary is World MS Day. So there will be a Ooh. special World MS Day, which is um, May 30th, as we all know. But I'm working on just a signature collection. So you will have a mix of your bake, your floral, your masculine, your wood. That. Go ahead. Keep talking. Yeah. I'm just wanting people to see your package. Go ahead. There will be a mix of all scents, and, and that will come out shortly after March. So I will say March is going to be extremely busy for me. Um, in terms of my DMT, I started mm -hmm. Lemtrada last year. So I will be back at the doctor's office getting my second round of Lemtrada. Um, so I will be doing all of this, bringing away the MS, selling candles, 
and getting my infusion and I still work a full-time job and I am a single parent. I mean, I, I always ask myself, you know, how do I have the strength to do this? But I think as I continue to do more and more and really what's most fulfilling is that I can help others like me, that gives me strength. That makes me get out of my bed every day to say, let's make candles. And I turn on my music and I light my candles and I just make candles and it helps <laughs> me better. It's living how I've coped with living with MS. I love that. And I love the fact that you did the candles and there's so many of us out there in the world that have done a special run or awareness or joined a team and we get each other motivated to keep walking and moving and things like that. And we have the bike, MS bike, you know, and MS run and MS walk. Well, now we have MS candles and, you know, people have written books and which I, I've also written three books and it's just to help everybody really understand that living with the disease is quite difficult, but there's always the other end of the rainbow and you have turned your life into a beautiful scented rainbow of candles. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Don. I really appreciate it. And, you know, they say when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. So I've, I've, I do have a lemonade-scented candle that I made. <laughs> I felt like I had so many lemons that day. I'm like, I need to do something. And, you know, it, it just really feels good. Um, I, I love to give back. I didn't know that my purpose or my calling was giving back in this way. But, again, it's something that I literally wake up every day saying, you know, you never know who's going to be in your inbox saying, can you talk to me about MS? I'm dealing with this. That makes me feel so good to know that people feel comfortable reaching out to mm -hmm. me. Um, because in, in my time, I didn't reach out to anybody. I, I did what you said, Dawn. I dealt with it. You dealt I with just, it. Mm -hmm. that, and I, I didn't know that I, social media was this big. And I didn't know that there was this community of others living with the disease that was willing to advocate and, and just help one another. So yeah. that's, that's, that's what I want to do. And, you know, honestly, I, I didn't know anything about Instagram until my daughter told me in 2017 when I started Domery Healthy and Fit. And it's funny because she, she's like, what are you going to name it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, like you came up with MS Sense Co. And I'm like, well, I, I know I won't, we're going to start a company and we're going to help people around the world and it's going to be global. And... From that, I'm like, well, let's do a play on the words, like Dom Marie, healthy and fit. I'm Dom Marie, but I'm not healthy and I'm not fit. So it was kind of like, but I want to live in a world that I am healthy and fit and be the best that I can be every day and move forward with that positivity and mindset, which is exactly what you've done with your candles. Because it gets you moving every day and it gets you out there and it helps you out and goes forward. And like I said, you know, it's an incredible world that we have at our fingertips to find anyone with MS. Send a letter. Send some love. Follow them. If they don't follow you back, that's okay. Help them follow their journey. It's, 
and just keep going, keep moving. And then, you know, find another journey once you've found as many as you can. And the best places to look for them are hashtags because we don't know what your handles are. It's a hashtag. Look up MS, look up Cure MS, look up multiple sclerosis awareness, MS warrior, MS fighter, and, and go find them and let them know that you're their sister or their brother. Because like you said, we have millions of brothers and sisters out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is that is one thing I do. I do follow the hashtags. So while you're scrolling through your feed, mm-hmm. you'll get those suggestions from those hashtags. And I follow people, I find them, I, I see their reels and I see how they display their story. And I'm like, okay, I gotta follow this person. I, I don't care if I follow more people than follow me. It's it's showing my support to them just bearing all and showing the world what we deal with on a day-to-day basis with MS. And I think that's, that's what's so important um, is that we don't, you know, hide behind our, our, our doors with it. We share what we experience through the world. I don't care how I look some days. I'm on camera to let you guys know, yeah, I'm here because I get messages. I, I, I appreciate the messages. Hey, are you okay? We haven't seen you online in a while. And I'm here and I'll get on and I'll show my face and I'll say, it's been rough. I've been through it. I'm tired. Yeah. I I just appreciate just all of the love. And and this community is an amazing community because what we do is we show up for each other. We do. I I can't show up for myself. And and it, that is very important to know that, that when you can't show up for yourself, someone else shows up for you in this community. And that's a very powerful gift that the world does not have everywhere. But it is a very powerful gift. And if, I, if you guys don't see me posting within a two-day time frame, something's up with me. I'm either very busy doing other things and projects that I'm working on to help MS warriors around the world, or I'm down and out. And, you know, I'm in my pajamas. Well, I finally just found an amazing pajama company that's working with me and it's on my website. Like, who doesn't want to be in their pajamas all day long? I'm always in my pajamas. I just kind of dress it up with a little bit of whatever. And when I have a bad day, I will post how bad that struggle is and how devastating that struggle is because we don't wake up looking like this i'm sorry this took a while this morning (laughs) in your pajamas now i am in my pajamas Almost my whole closet by the end of the year will probably be all pajamas. John, but it's beautiful. It looks like you either have on a halter top dress or a nice shirt. It looks, it's beautiful. It's just, it's a chemise. It, so why can't I wear a chemise pajama that makes my body feel comfortable and cool and put on some pearls and shoes and go out? So hell yeah, I'm going to do it. That's right. And guess what? That's, we don't always feel good. So whatever you want to wear, just wear it. Right? Just 
I love it. I, I yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm a pajama queen now. I, I got I got my crown. I might even have something made where it says, you know, MS Queen. <laughs> I don't know. MS Pajama Queen. I have no idea. Um, we'll see. I I've got many more things that we're working on, and um, you and I are going to be talking about your candles coming over to Domery Healthy and Fit and giving back globally through my webs through my organization and nonprofit and um, moving forward and being able to reach more people. Candle. I'm going to have to make a Dom Marie healthy and take candles. I, I think Dom Marie owns. I, a Dom Marie candle. <laughs> well, I, I, I love this. Well, I, you already know I've like ordered candles from you, so I love certain scents. But um, I really love the smell of a fresh rose when it opens. Oh, I got nice rose. Oh, that's a good one. I, like that. <laughs> I, love, I do love rose. Rose, yes, I love that. So, you know, I cannot thank you enough for all that you have done. I am very blessed with you having a disease the same as me and everyone else because without that disease, I never would have been able to meet you. And it has been a force of God and angels that have put us all together in this world to help each other be better and to pick each other up and not to feel like we are alone and never to feel like we are should be ashamed and not speak up about what's truly wrong with us and to be okay with not being okay. That's right. I love that. Being okay with not being okay. Mm-hmm. We have to be okay when we're not okay. And it, 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 and you have to acknowledge it. And you don't have to tell everybody and live up to what their expectations are because that's them. It's you. And once we realize it's us and we love us and we start to give us that energy and we start to give us that empowerment, that's when the magic happens happens in the spark like a candle that is right that is right own own it own yourself show up for yourself regardless of how you feel mm -hmm. it is dawn taught me that it's mental because when i chatted with dawn i told dawn that i i didn't wear my heels anymore because the mess hold on i'm in my pajamas and i got my heels <laughs> That I couldn't wear my heels anymore. You know what Dawn told me? It's a mindset. Mm -hmm. And you heels. And you tell your heels that we are going to be strong and beautiful. So I took that today. I have my slippers on now, but I had my heels on earlier. And I haven't worn shoes in so long. I'm like, oh my gosh. But I'm not going to allow my mind to tell me that because of my disease, I can't feel beautiful and I can't be beautiful and I can't wear my heels. And I might not wear them all day, but I want to put them on. And in that moment that I have them on, I am going to feel empowered to be exactly who I want to be in that moment. Exactly. And it's all about empowering yourself and the mindset. Your mindset is empowering fast car, beautiful thing that 
can race around any globe, anywhere on the globe, from mountains to the ocean level to you name it. So just think of the car, and when you turn it on, it's got that like vroom spark, and you kind of are like, ooh, you know, like, oh, I'm a little powerful behind this wheel. Well, why are you not thinking to be powerful behind your brain? to get your body moving forward and then when that engine light goes on and your body's saying i hurt that's when you need to take time for yourself and make sure somebody listens to you to get a diagnosis that's right that is right i love it i, I love that spark so find your spark that is that is what today find your spark yes and go support um and buy as many MS scent. Hold on, my brain just did a little like memory issue. Um, MS Scents Candle Co. and buy some candles for you and your friends, your family, your loved ones. And you know what? Buy a candle for someone that you don't even know and carry it in your bag that day. And because God will put that person in your path, just like your neighbor, and they're going to need you, and that candle will lift you up, just like a pair of heels. That's right. That's right. I love it. And don't forget, the most important thing is 10% of each candle of all sales are donated to the Multiple Sclerosis Foundation, MS Focus, and it is to help them help others live better with MS, so... Thank, Thank you so, so much. Thank you for all the amazing I, things you've done. I'll hug you one day. That, that is my... Big attention. hug. Big hug. I, I keep saying every time we do a podcast and I meet new warriors in the world and I meet new people, there has to be a convention center that's big enough to fit all of us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know what? Not even a convention center, just a really giant hotel that we can relax and enjoy and share our stories and not be afraid and just love each other for who we are because we're the only us in the world. You're the only you in the world. I'm the only me in the world. So that makes us pretty powerful. That's right. We are powerful together, especially. We are even more powerful together. Exactly. Well, I cannot thank you enough, Latoya Johnson. And your beautiful candles from MS Sense. Oh, I did it again. MS Sense Candle Co. I'm having one of those brain things. Um, MS Sense Candle Co. That gives back to Multiple Sclerosis Foundation. And check out her Instagram. And also, please go out and order some candles because everybody loves the spark of a candle and the smell of the memory of going back in time or a brand new memory of I'm going to start my day beautifully every day when I light this candle of a beautiful intention of love and gratitude. That's right. I love it. Thank you so much, Dawn. This was beautiful and it Thank felt you. so good. It really felt so good to just share my story um, with others. And I want others to feel empowered, to find something that they enjoy doing. And you may not want to start a business out of it, but you may use that to help you cope every day with living with MS. 
it may not be candle making. It, it could be a hobby or it could be reading. But whatever you like to do, make sure you do it. Exactly. Whatever you love to do, make sure you do it and find a way to give back. And it doesn't mean you have to give back a lot. Just find a way to give back. I mail out books constantly to people that can't afford to read a story or poetry. And just whatever you can do, just that little extra moment and step in time. Always remember, somebody needs you and you need them. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so excited and I cannot wait for the future and see what's going to happen in March and all these amazing candles. And once again, everybody, please go follow MS Sense Candle Co. <gasps> I did it! <laughs> My brain finally remembered. <laughs> funny my brain does it sometimes too and I'm like uh, it's okay <laughs> oh god bless you and thank you everybody for watching today and go out there and support us and whatever you can do pick us up and we'll pick you right back up because we are a huge family of love and support so Thank you to all. And remember, if you ever are bending down upon someone, please raise your hand out and pick them up with a smile and the grace of what you expect for yourself. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for watching Live with Marie podcast. And go to domariehealthyandfit.org and go into the MS and Family Connections where you can see all of the other global companies that are working with me to help you live a healthier life living with multiple sclerosis. So domariehealthyandfit.org. And let's hope that the candles are going to spark there. <laughs> All right. Have a great one, everybody. Good night, and I'll see you soon. Goodbye. Thank you.